Episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. Hi, I'm also Mike. <laughs> we survived another week. Another week older, I guess. Another week closer to death. Yeah. Especially after watching Money in the Bank. Yeah, what a show. To say, to say the least. <laughs> that was terrible. That was really just, I don't know. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think about it. Did you like Money in the Bank? Do you guys watch wrestling? Does can, anybody watch wrestling? How can you have such an abundance of talent and such shitball writing? How, how do those two coexist like that? You tear in the script up uh, five minutes before the show starts, and Vince McMahon says, fuck it, I'm going to wing it. Good for him. <laughs> Still running the company, even though he says he doesn't. Good for him. So, uh, Mike, this week we watched The Blob. But not that pussy 1958 version. I mean, it's Steve McQueen. I can't really say it's pussy. It's different. I like that his son didn't want to play the uh, flag character in this because he doesn't do shit that his dad did or anything inspired by it. That's s- smart. Why are you going to try to live up to that? Yes, he- real smart. Never Didn't even know he had a son. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so this is a 1988 remake of that or. The Blob. <laughs> uh, this came out August 5th, 1988. So that's a, kind of a weird time, right? I feel it. Like that's why the movie, well, it's part of the reason I feel the movie bombed too, because like late 80s, this started to get oversaturated, this shit. Wasn't really making money anymore. Well, it, this, it was kind of the tail end of everything. This film was, was, was made on a $19 million budget, and $9 million of those went to the effects. But the problem is, it only made $8.25 million in the U.S. Hence why it's a bomb. But people regard this as a very good movie now. It's a cult following now. Yeah. But just it's unfortunate. It should have it should have made at least the budget back. Like, the special effects are fucking gnar- gnarly. Well, Sick. Well, that's that's what I don't get. Like, at a time it's where, crazy, the like, the gore was getting crazy in the in like the mid to late 80s right everybody's trying to outdo one another and this one is pretty gory for like a mainstream film right like it's there's some pretty fucked up shit in this maybe because also contributed to it making no money was you were still in the early phases then of remakes maybe people didn't think it would be because people thought the other one was like a b-movie type of deal this would would be like that maybe not give it a shot it's unfortunate. Well, I, well, like the fl- it may have existed. Was the fly before or after this? Flies before this. And what about uh, what year was the thing? Thing is, uh, the, before the fly. So, like, they all those were all successful remakes. More popular than this movie, though. Initially, I'm yeah. saying, like, this had a B movie following for the '50s version. 
Yeah, yeah. So to really, you know, remake it, it's not like remaking the thing from another thing, another dimension. It's not like remaking that. Yeah, yeah. So this film was directed by Chuck Russell, and you would know him from? Nightmare 3 and The Mask? Yep, and and Eraser. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it was written by Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont. They're credited with the screenplay. You can definitely tell who wrote it. Well, there's a lot of things from The Mist in this, yeah, right? There's a, lot, there's, a, there's a lot of connections to a so lot of that kind you of would, shit. You would know Frank Darabont from writing The Mist <laughs> and The Walking Dead. And uh, what else? What else has he done? The Green Mile? Was that him? Sure, Stank Redemption. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. That's the, he did a lot that's of the, the big one. Yeah, he did a lot of adaptations of novels. The Green Mile. Yeah, a lot of Stephen King stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this this film surprisingly had a lot of famous people in it, also, right? Like a lot of like younger famous people, a lot of just like, hey, that guy. <laughs> well, my first time, I forgot it had the sword chick in it. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Shawnee Smith. Uh huh. Right from Saw Two. She's in like the whole like Is original trilogy. Yeah, she's in a lot of no, not the trilogy. She's in a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have Kevin Dillon, the brother of Matt Dillon. Who looks who looks just like his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why it was cast. Obviously, he looks just like him. Jeffrey Demun played the sheriff. Yeah, walking, Green Mile, The walking Mist, dead, Walking Dead reference on the guy. In there. Yeah. Um, Del Close played the Reverend, and he was in American Graffiti as like just I think it's a guy. But actually, a couple people from this were in American Graffiti. But uh, he was also in Beware the Blob, the early 70s. Oh, the remake. That was um, not the sequel, sequel, not remake. Just yeah, he played like a bum, I think, in that one with okay. one eye. One-eyed bum. <laughs> and uh, we had, uh, what's his name? Paul McCrane, Deputy, Bra- uh, Deputy Briggs. Did he look familiar to you? I'm trying to Second in command. Trying to remember Deputy Briggs. Where do I where do I know him from? What should I know him from? Emil from Robocop. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick that up. He's one of the henchmen. Oh, I didn't pick that up. <laughs> so I, I have a good thing in here though that you may have not picked up though. Not 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 the uh Jack Nance one? No, I feel it's more funny. Bill Mosley as a as no, a soldier not, in not the that one either. I feel I feel there's a I feel there's a real it's a real funny one. It's he, a it's a an actor or actress? Well, when we film? get to it, I I think it's funny. I think you'll find it. Funny. <laughs> we get to it. Now I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good one. What part I, of the movie is it? It's in? A, it's, it's it's actually in one of my favorite parts of the movie too. So ah, it works out well. Dude, I can't believe how young this guy looks. Fucking Dale from The Walking Dead. Yeah, well, it's 20 years before that almost. No, it's funny. Did you read about where this was filmed? Was it film? I, I want to. I, I kind of like briefly went over. Was it in Indiana? Is that where they shot it? It, it no. It was filmed in Abbeville, Louisiana, right? And the film is supposed to take place in uh, what is it? Arborville, uh, Colorado. So it, apparently, at that time when they were shooting, they were shooting in uh, January of 1988. There was too much snow in that actual town to film there. So they managed to find this place in Louisiana, but it was just a coincidence that the names are pretty much like two letters off. Pretty interesting. It's weird too sometimes trying to shoot a southern city, like a northern ski resort city. Oh, like Friday the 13th Part 7? 
<laughs> on your shot in a swamp, you're in a dirty lake, trying to be fucking New Jersey. Yeah, you're on a fucking dirty man-made pond with a dirty hose. <laughs> Do people realize that it's supposed to be New Jersey? Is that like a fact that people debate? It's not a debate. I mean, if you know the series, if you've seen it, even even the Jace, the first Jason one, is even in Jersey. That that said. I I just I feel like people how the fuck do they think he gets to Manhattan? I don't know, man. He they go on a on a riverboat ride from Crystal Lake. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> the graduation. That's that was always a uh, a question of what would that be like a continuity or logic thing or just of a logic if, mistake? Back to Money in the Bank, bad writing. That's what you can attribute that to. Do you see that guy that played the uh, the soldier that was melting at the end? That was like help me. <laughs> He was a he yeah. was a triple amputee from like he was a Vietnam vet. Is that really? Yeah, they got him to play that part. And uh such gross shit in this movie. Yeah, yeah. This this film's fucking crazy, man. The kills in this are crazy, like the story is crazy. It's so <laughs> like anti government because they're all out to get you. Well there was especially like a glut of movies, especially science fiction movies that always had like it was either the government or the company who was out to get you, and you were you were always expendable at all costs to the we- to the weapon or what they were trying to achieve, and it just there was a whole fucking. Well, then again, it's a sign of the times. Well, they were right. The era was like that. They were right. Yeah, they were right. Yeah, but... it was proven right. Wait. Everybody's out to get you. The government does not have your best interest in mind. Well, I mean, is that a shock? It's, it's not a shock, but it's just you know what. In, Mike? in this era, it was really like you don't see you ain't make movies like that now. They wouldn't, let, they wouldn't let you make that movie. Oh, hell no, man. What, are you fucking crazy? Well, that's right. There you go. See? Well, you know what, Mike? The paranoia Fuck was justified. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the bears. Yeah. Fuck the bears, Mike. <laughs> so uh, do you want to, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into this film? I think it's more based on the whole cycle of remakes that started in the early 2000s that really this one gets lost in the shuffle as a great remake. Yeah. This... It's really, it's really t- to me, it's like probably top probably top five remake for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. This movie's awesome. This yeah. movie's fucking awesome. All right, I'm going to hit the trailer. Uh, this this trailer's actually pretty good, right? Did you watch it at all or not? I watched it trailer. It's a good trailer. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, let me hit this trailer for you, and we'll get into our film. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there, you saw. Ask me. Life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. Ah! 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 
terror has no shape. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that surely is not the same as the one from 1958. No, not at all. What a, a tagline. Uh, did you happen to see any of the other taglines? <laughs> no. I just saw one that's... that's a, I don't think you're going to top that, though. You, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Terra has no shape. That's, that's very true. Scream now while there's still room to breathe. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what do you think of the blob in this? Oh, it's, Acidic blob. It's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. When I, when I think of, when I think of like terrible ways to die in a, in a horror movie sense, I mean, this is right up there. It's just fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think of the premise of it actually happening to you. It's no, like, it's, oh, my, it's oh, terrible. Man. It's terrible. I think I'd rather take that throat slit. <laughs> like, really, You'd rather I'm, take the, a, the Friday three axe. No, I'd rather take that <laughs> final chapter axe through the door. Right? Like, <laughs> fucking propelled into it than fuck with the blob. <laughs> All right. So in this one, we get the immediate title card. And it looks like the same title card that's in Mystery Men. That like font, like the, uh, the color scheme that they picked. It's it, it's it's to me it's the font also. It's like you're starting to get to that point now where trying to make everything look like 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 futuristic. Yeah, very modern. Yeah, yeah. Well, eighties modern. Yeah, yeah. What, well, what they modern. thought it was, what they thought modern was yes, gonna be. Yes, yes. So uh, we also get the credits here, which is good. You get them out of the fucking way. So uh, we get an aerial shot of a town, and then it goes to the street view. Like you get a street level shot, and it looks like fucking middle of nowhere America. And this is Colorado, but it's actually Louisiana. <laughs> but hey, they uh, do a good job capturing that. That's well, it's a ghost of, town. It's not easy to do that. It's a ghost town right now. There's nobody around. You just see like stray cats running around. It looks like the town from Phantasm, like the ones that they go through in the series. You know, this beginning reminds me of without all the garbage and some of the dead bodies around the beginning of um, Day of the Dead. Yeah. Just kind of yeah, browsing. when they're in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to like go through the town, you know, setting yeah. it up. So we see a sign on one of the stores or a shop, and uh, it says, Think Snow. So this is obviously some sort of mountain town, right? They Like a vacation spot, I guess? Yeah, it's like a mountain resort town. So they really want you to think this town is, like, fucking empty. They really, like, are pressing the issue. And it looks like before they do this transition, they show the cemetery? Is that what that was? Yeah, it's the cemetery. Oh, fuck. But, uh... It pans over to a football game, so everybody's actually at the local high school game. Well, there's really two. There's really two. They, they drop in two like set up things during the credits. The shit about the snow and the cemetery. Yeah. So that they, they tie in. And they go right like a seamless transition to the uh, football game. So this is the first time we see Paul, and he's a high school football player. He's, you could tell he's like a popular jock type, right? And he's also our false leading man. Um, so it's fun. He's talking to his friend about uh, asking Meg out. Who's uh, was she a cheerleader? Yes. Yeah, but like she, he's like, oh, she has a boyfriend or something, right? Or he's she's seeing somebody. He's like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, giving him some. So uh, Paul, real man advice. Yeah, real Paul gets advice. like fucking speared through a table. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, this dude definitely took a took a concussion or yeah, a head he's injury. Concussed here. And uh, he sees Meg He's over him. He's right back him. in there playing, though. Yeah, yeah. He sees yeah. Meg over him. And uh, he asks, like, oh, like, you got, you got anywhere to be later? Like, you want to hang out? She says, like, yes, I guess. And he passes the fuck out. Concussed. Do you think he would have asked her out if he wasn't concussed? Yeah. 
um, the concussion may have helped him. But throw. now, but like may help him through the jitters. The but concussion. he's got brain damage now. It's, it's proven. You pay I the, saw the Will Smith movie. Sometimes you got to pay the price. So uh, we see Brian Flag now. You knew what you signed up for. <laughs> and he's drinking it. Was that a beer or a soda? It's a beer. And uh, he's looking at this gap made by a broken bridge. And he's going to huh. attempt to jump it on like a small like Indian motorcycle. Yeah. This thing is not meant to do this. Yeah, it's fucking evil Knievel. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think like the part he's jumping off of is higher than the part, you know. I don't think I don't, I don't think it's capable with the bike, and none of it would work. No, no. But he goes to jump it, and the bike misfires, and something's fucked up with the engine, and he basically wipes out, sending the bike down the creek, like the the dried out creek bed, which that would destroy that bike, and he follows it down there. This guy, this kid would be in the have to get airlifted from the hospital. You fucking kidding me? I mean, it's a very. Hey, I mean, this is this is why he, he well. We see later on, you know, he's capable of amazing things. This character. I like that the uh, this like little jump scene is intercut with the cheers from the football game, like <laughs> cheering him on, and he's like smoking a cigarette, like throwing it on the floor and hitting the fucking the throttle. Well, he's, he's a badass antihero, but he's still cheer for. <laughs> he's got the cheers. He 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 don't need the applause either. I guess at that too. Well, he, he gets it. well after the after him. he crashes, uh, a bum with a dog claps for him. In a different way. Yeah, laughing at him. He still clapped, though. Nice dog, though. That was a fucking German Shepherd, was it? Mm hmm. Dicky? But, uh. No, unfortunately not. The sheriff's in the diner now, and he's asking the waitress behind the counter out. And she's, like, not really giving him an answer, kind of leading him along a little bit, being kind of weird. And he, uh. That's typical. He decides to leave once the diner fills up after the game lets out. But uh, he picks up his check, and on the bottom of the check, there's a little note that says, like, oh, I'm I'm off at 11. So, like, this guy's this guy's in. <laughs> yeah, he's got that note. Why couldn't she just tell him? I don't know. Right? Why you got to be so indirect? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game out the jungle out there, the dating world. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, uh... We get Flag. Well, he's like walking around because his bike doesn't fucking work. And uh, when he awesome gets hair too, by the way, like yeah. a weird mullet, Michael so, Jackson mullet. No, it's fucking sick. But when he gets to town, he like immediately tries to avoid the sheriff, and he's kind of like ducking out behind the side of a building, and the sheriff sees him and pulls up on him and. Basically threatens him. Like, imagine hearing this from the sheriff of your town. No, you know, this, you know, this was like... Congratulations. For what? Well, I hear you have a birthday coming up. No more juvie hall, right? Yeah, right. Now you mess up now, and you're in the majors. Like... I'll see you around, Flag. Way to be supportive. What a piece of shit. Way like, to support the guy. This is, this is the typical, typical uh, law enforcement... <laughs> Wait, well, you see, this was this is still this is a, that's a bad interaction, mind you, but it's still, it's it's still ain't first blood. Yeah, with, well, with Dennis, with Dennis yeah, and Sly. You're not wanted here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll bring it to the town line. Yeah, yeah. We'll drop you off the line. It ain't that. It's, <laughs> it's up there though. With, with shitty interaction. So, Flag goes into this like auto shop, and he's asking the guy about borrowing some ratchets, and you could see like. These two have a, a good friendship. Like, this guy's obviously taken a liking to him. He knows he's a good kid at heart. Right? That he's just got a fucked up home life and all that shit. 
Yeah, it's like a pseudo mentors forum. Yeah, yeah, and he says like, oh, like if Mutual I put a few, if I put a few hours in at the shop, like can I borrow them? Yeah, and the guy's like, yeah, man, there's twelve ratchets on that fucking set. Make sure they come back. <laughs> you ever lose one of your dad's like sockets or anything? Well, it's a big issue when you fucking lose the socket. And you know what? As a kid, you don't see the the problem with it, and then when like you're an adult, and you're like, fuck, I need that nine sixteenth. Yeah, and, then, and then you don't have it. You think about it the time you dropped it. You yeah, lost that shit. it's like, oh, well. So uh, this guy's talking about snow coming also. And it's been like a light season or it's been a few light seasons, right? Basically killing the town. Yeah, it's hurting the town. So it's nighttime now. It's, uh, this, is, this is when everything pretty much jumps off, right? This first night, it, it escalates extremely quickly. Does this yeah, whole thing only take place in one night? Yeah, right? I think it's one night. Yeah, it's pretty sure. Yeah, it's definitely one night. So the bum from before that was clapping for a flag, uh, he's walking with his dog out in the woods for some reason, and he spots this meteor falling to Earth, and it's literally like 15 feet above his head, and it conveniently falls like about 100 yards away from him. But um, the dog is going fucking nuts, though. It's it does not want to be there. It's uh, it's pretty much the only thing that's uh thinking clearly here that's, that's in this your, whole movie. That's your first sign when something's like a fucked up situation when the dog don't like it. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Listen to that. So uh, Paul and his friend are at the pharmacy, and Paul's friend Scott goes to uh, <laughs> buy some condoms. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> oh, and Banaka. Remember Banaka? Yeah. That's, dude, I used to buy Banaka from Kmart. Yeah, you spread, you know, you spread like, you know, 12 of Nero in your mouth. Yeah, 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 like middle school. You're using it before the school dance. Yeah, disgusting. You even, oh. You probably tore a hole in, like, the lining of your esophagus. Can you still purchase Banaka? Probably. <laughs> so, Get myself uh, some of that. So while he's in Fucking there. Banaka. <laughs> uh, the Reverend shows up and he starts talking to him and I swear to fucking God, dude, this guy looks like Jim Cornette. <laughs> right? Come on. If you know who Jim Cornette is, a cracked out come Jim on. Cornette. No, like a current Jim Cornette, like a sixty year old Jim Cornette. <laughs> yeah, a little little more a little more cracked out. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're coming from though. So like, I, I can see it. So Scott basically says like uh these aren't for me. These are my friend over there. He's like taking out this this fucking unassuming woman and uh, he's going to try to put the moves on her, right? He's, like, totally blaming it on uh, on his friend. Who's that? Paul. And the pharmacist is like, oh, like, he doesn't need a, a condom. He needs a fucking a muzzle. <laughs> In theory, though, what's wrong, with buying a, what's, what's wrong with that purchase? Well, no, I think it's because of how the kid's are acting. No, the reference he's, making them more fucking weird. Well, they're fucking dis... Well, yeah, he's, like, smiling at him like uh, a fucking maniac. But this is for the face turn later on. Yeah, I, yeah. So the bum goes to the burning meteorite, <laughs> and he sees like this fucking glowing jelly inside of it, and of course he has to poke it with a stick because you know that's what anybody would do in a movie, and he picks some I, of I, it. I think people would do that in real life. Yeah, of course. The stupidity of people would do that. In so real he life. he picks some of it up with the stick, and it eventually grabs onto his hand. And he can't get it off, and it's fucking burning him. So this blob is acidic. That adds like a whole nother element to the movie, as opposed to the 1958 version. Like this, like you can't even get touched by it. I just love this body horror shit. Like it just attaches to him, and like you, you know, that's it. Like you're just fucked now. Like it's all gonna go. Like, you ain't getting any better for this character now. Like yeah, that, that's it. What's gonna go on here? 
So Meg's getting picked up by Paul for a date and her little brother and his friend are going to go to a movie and they're going to go see the Garden Tool Massacre. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I should make that. So before Paul and Meg go out, she says like, oh, I want you to meet my father before we go. And it's the fucking pharmacist. And he has this like really funny interaction where he kind of like pulls down the newspaper and sees it's him and he makes like a face. And then like he just mutters like one word, ribbed. <laughs> I like that part. Yeah, no, that was actually really clever. Yeah, that's that's really good. good writing. Yeah, that's good. So uh, Flag is fixing his bike in the in the dark in the woods, which is without a flashlight, I think, right? Or did he have a flashlight? I don't know. No, no, no. But, you don't need a light. But the bum comes up to him Man. and like grabs. I don't know what he grabbed the ratchet or something. Yeah, and he tries to hit the fucking piece of trying to take the shit off ooze on him to get it off and it doesn't it like kind of moves right mm -hmm. it like avoids the hit or it just like takes it and moves up closer i thought it avoided it oh i don't i couldn't tell i was watching the shitty vhs yeah that's like to me he avoided it so he runs away and flag follows him but uh as they're running paul by chance hits the bum with his fucking car how does this bum even survive this I mean, you, you know what? At least, at least, wasn't hit and run. Yeah, he he at least stopped. But you know, he, they could have just left him to, left him to die. You know, may, may have been better for them yeah. if they did actually. Well, they in, say in, like in retrospect, yeah, it may have been better well, if they did. Well, the thing would have grew even more. Who knows? But uh, they decide like we got to take this guy to the hospital, and they see there's something on his hand, so they're like, "Yo, you're coming too, dude." Flag, get in the fucking car, and um. They bring him to the hospital, and the bum's just repeating, it came from the sky. The the omen. Is that considered the omen? Yeah. That's the omen of death. <laughs> it remind me of, too, that um in Halloween 3, when they bring the toy maker in, he's clutching the mask. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, and he gets his very, face crushed. Yeah, the, yeah the, the scenes are just like similar with how the characters are acting, like after they've you know been, or yeah. they've been exposed to what the fuck's really going on. So even though Paul saw that uh flag didn't do anything wrong he's immediately a dick to him so you could tell like this is a small town high school you got like the fucking people that are you know treated like shit the popular jocks their girlfriends all that shit it's it's a real high school dynamic in this one yeah well flag was probably listening to south of heaven with his yarmir yager mullet yeah but what would paul be listening to oh man at this time probably fucking air supply <laughs> yeah <son>. winger <laughs> <laughs> they, they gotta work with you know south of heaven to fly so they get to the hospital and the nurse immediately asks oh does he have blue cross she's asking for insurance well dude, nothing's changed huh dude i've had this man i've had this they happen to me fuck she's a real piece of work this one but like i had a similar experience up the block at st joseph's hospital because dude they don't give a shit no dude i'm fucking on the ground i get kidney stones and it's the worst fucking thing in the world dude i'm on my knees giving this woman my fucking id and my fucking uh, insurance card. I go to like a different one, like Plainview or whatever. They don't even fucking take my shit. They bring me right in and they come and like get my paperwork. Oh, I'm I'm just saying, just like overall in this country, that's just like such like a bad thing. It's like it's like yeah, I understand some people don't have the coverage, but if you're literally walking in there with a fucking axe in your head, you got to be a little more receptive. <laughs> a little more humane would be the correct term for that. Like, what? So, uh, Flag leaves once they bring the bum into, like, a room. They're like, oh, like, bring him to room three, whatever. 
And Paul goes to get a drink, but he sees that the sheet's moving oddly in the room, right? Yeah, he he sees it shift. So Paul um, obviously is... uh, is going to investigate this, but he passes a room with a doctor in it, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the doctor? The doctor is... Jack Nance? Henry. Henry from Eraserhead. Henry. <laughs> so, uh... Nice mustache for him. So, Paul goes into the, uh, into the room, and he sees that the bum's neck is all fucked up. Like, there's something traveling up, and it's, like, bulging unnaturally. Yeah, dude, it's, it's so gross. So, Paul it's immediately so, so gross. runs for the doctor. And when they pull the sheet back in the room, the whole bottom half of the torso is fucking melted. It's all yeah, gone. It's like it's this disgusting, like, fucking ooze. It's, just, it's like soup. Acid blob. <laughs> So Paul calls the sheriff, but the blob is climbing the wall behind him. And he tells the cop, like, oh, like, Flag was here before. And that's all the cop wanted to hear anyway. And, uh... Yeah, bl- because, that, because that guy would be capable of pulling off a murder like that. Yeah. Well, uh, the blob drops on him. So he screams. And when Meg comes, uh, come to, comes to fucking help him... He's covered in the fucking blob. Yeah, this is so he's, gross. He's melting and like falling apart. His it, this is the cover shot from the uh, the VHS. Oh, dude, imagine imagine being in that like situation. Horrible pain, being burned and like yeah. absorbed. And um, <laughs> she tries to help him though, but she pulls his arm completely off. Well, I wasn't expecting that. That was awesome. <laughs> when that happened, that was really sick. So after this whole experience, the blob escapes. And Meg is uh, taken care of by the police and the ambulance, but nobody believes her, right? Everybody thinks she's full of shit, like she's just making this up. No, there's no credibility. It's just still trying to, you know, blame the Yalamir Yaga mullet hero. Of oh, after this kill, when the police come, does the sheriff say Jesus wept? I think it says Jesus wept. <laughs> I didn't pick that up. Did he say that? I think so, I man. I didn't pick that up. So the cops arrest Flag for no real reason. And Paul's if he did say that, that's bullshit. That's a Hellraiser line. That's, that's, that's all right. So Paul's friend Scott is with a girl named Vicky, and they're oh, in a this they're, yeah, dude. They're in a makeout oh, spot up on the hill, and Scott's trying to get this woman like fucking drunk. He's date raping her basically. Yeah, this oh guy's, yeah, it's this, not basically. Yes, this guy's such a date rapist. Yeah, like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, that's that's not even he deserves even, it. She doesn't see. That's what's fucked up about like this. Debatable. Even like the good people get fucked up in this movie. So we well, this guy, I mean, he's even he he's he got the date rate bar in his trunk. Yeah, well, he goes back and there's this like mini bar that's all <laughs> lit up and he's got all this shit and he pours these drinks and as he's doing this, <laughs> we see the grass moving like fucking Jurassic Park and we get a POV shot and it shows it going into the car. And we also get this little shot of him like with a whole cigar box full of those like class rings. Yeah, it's really like oh, like we're we're steady. Like soci- you're my girl, sociopath. You have my ring. You're my sociopath. girl, sociopath. So Scott gets in the car, and Vicky <laughs> is quote unquote passed out right now. Vicky is not living, and uh, he starts undressing her because he's a total piece of shit. You he's see, like oh, is, he's like is, oh, let me undo this button and maybe another button. This is why you can't be sexually assaulting somebody. So That's why you can't be doing shit like he, that. He goes to feel her up. He puts his hand under <laughs> her shirt, 
and he gets grabbed. And Vicky starts transforming into something like the thing. Yeah, you see right? her face is starting to implode. It's all fucked up. This the the effects are great in this. Yeah, dude, the, the effects may be some of the best practical effects I've ever seen. And I also like how Scott's foot like kicks through the window. It's such a violent looking kick, like it's a realistic a death thing. Row. Yeah, like, like a death rattle. Yeah, like, that was it. That's a realistic thing. So Meg's parents also think Flag did it. Uh, the pharmacist's dad is, like, talking shit about him, too. Like, oh, they're going to get this fucking cocksucker. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, this dude's got some rep. <laughs> so I think Meg's mom gives her, like, a Zanny bar before she goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Right? Didn't it seem like that? Yeah, yeah, slipped to that Zanny. And uh, we see the blob entering the sewer system now, and the camera pans up, and it shows the town in the distance. So Flag is being interrogated by the police, and it's like a it's like a typical like power tripping small town cop, right? Being a total piece of shit. You have no rights. Yeah, talking down to you. You know, you fucking. You know, you're a piece of shit. We know you did it, but but you don't listen to the truth. That type of thing. So eventually, the sheriff tells the deputy though, like, yo, we we gotta let him go. He's got no blood on him. He's got no reason, no motive. Uh, there's no way that this could have been him. And this guy's, like, really fucking mad about it. And that's the deputy from RoboCop. Does he look familiar now that you see him? It's, like, this guy. He shoots, like, the fucking big giant sniper rifle thing when they're, like... <laughs> see, I don't, I don't, I'll show you later. I don't remember. I'm, like, drawing a blank on it. I don't know why. But uh, this is really the first time we see the sheriff being reasonable. He's kind of making a face turn here, right? Because he's pretty cool, on the, like, here on out until he dies. Well, I mean, he's starting to become spoiler alert. St- alert. Starting to become more re- receptive. I feel. Yeah, you can call it the turn. The yeah. Turn so, turn. so Meg finds Flag because she wants to tell him what happened after he uh, after he left, and uh, Flag's like, "I get the fuck out of here. Like, just leave me alone." So he goes into this diner, and Meg follows him, and she tells him what happened at the hospital, and uh, she kind of says like oh that thing on you know explains what the thing on the hand was or at least what she saw the thing on that man's hand killed him and then it killed paul and whatever it is it's getting bigger so we also learn that this thing grows at an exponential rate right like whenever it consumes somebody it gets substantially bigger right mm-hmm. and uh it's not like it just doubles in size it's like it it really fucking grows. Uh, it like fucking quadruples each like person it eats or it attracts. So Flag also doesn't believe her, right? He actually says like, "Oh, like, you know, I know you're the prom queen type and all that shit, but like, what kind of fucking drugs are you on? Are you high?" And um, she snaps at him with this line that's actually pretty true to life. You act like you're different. You put on this big show, but you're just like everybody else in this town. You're full of shit, Flag. <laughs> true <laughs> yeah it's um that's another true to life comment this movie <laughs> this one hits close to home for you right <laughs> not just for me i think for a lot of that's relatable for anybody so the sheriff is talking to a secretary and he looks at the note from before from the waitress that says like oh i'm off at 11 and he's like oh yeah i'm worried about somebody and he's like actually i'm worried about everybody and uh this kind of cements the face turn yeah that's the that's the clincher right there. So the sink in the back of the diner huh. is clogged and the waitress is trying to plunge it and the cook's like, oh, let me do it. I got it. And he's like vigorously like plunging this sink 
and nothing's working. And he kind of hears like air bubbles coming out. Now here comes here comes fun fact time for you. Okay, wait. Do you want me to stop here or no? Or finish the? Yeah, I'll throw it in for you. Okay, okay. Do the it. guy, the, the the guy who um is fucking and who gets fucked by the sink. If you uh, <laughs> if you recall from Nightmare Three, a character named Lorenzo. Do you know who that is? The uh the guy that's like, hey, if you want uh if you I got the keys to heaven. Yeah, that's See, him. Mo- that's really, him, dude. Yeah. yeah, how funny is that, dude? Now I well, want to know this. That's how fucking great is that? How, how, how many shit. how many people would know that that was his name? Oh, I I don't know. Come at me, bro. I don't know who would know that. Let's do some horror trivia. I, I do not know who would know that. I wanted. I want at VHS Fest to let <laughs> let me host a horror trivia. Because <laughs> I had to know the name because like the guy looked familiar and, and like obviously when you put everything together that it's it's Russell and the same writer of Nightmare Three basically it's like a night at Club Meth. Yeah, <laughs> dude, great fucking lines. So, great lines uh, for that guy, real sleaze ball. So after, well, he gets what he, you know, yeah, he, he eventually gets. It's the best kill in the movie. After, after he, uh, wait, what year would that have been? The year before this, eighty-seven. Yeah, so that he got fired from the hospital and he's working at this diner now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this for, is the same character. For sexual harassment. Yeah, same person. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh-huh. he sticks his hand down the drain to try to pull out the clog, but the fucking blob shoots out grabs his face and pulls him in head first into like a fucking a sink drain his whole body goes through the drain it is fucking awesome fucking brutal yeah it's really sick it's just you see like the fucking tubing at the bottom the metal tubing like expanding from the pressure of his fucking guts going down this movie is just so like it's so violent. No, it's amazing to me too. It's like obviously the censors and shit for this decade. They to me they they just really had it out for that slasher genre because this is equally as violent as is, any of those this movies. Is way more violent than a fucking Friday the Thirteenth movie. I feel. Oh yeah, for sure. But I feel like the slasher movies because they were the first ones, and plus also the slasher movies can be conceived as being anti-woman yeah that's why yeah. they were really the most censored ones like this is way fucking worse dude so the blob shoots out of the fucking drain onto the ceiling and it chases megan flag and they eventually run into a freezer which it tries to get into after them but it doesn't like the cold oh uh-oh. It's a, that'll be that'll proved to be useful later. <laughs> so the waitress escapes through a window and she goes to the payphone outside to call the police and the bo- uh, the blob starts surrounding the... Pe- the this is an awesome Yeah, yeah, sequence. it starts surrounding yeah. the booth. And she's trying to call the police, and she's not getting through, and eventually she does get through, and she's speaking to the secretary, and she says, oh, the sheriff went down to the oh, diner. Yes, and just as she says it, you see the fucking sheriff's melting face get pushed against the fucking uh, telephone That's booth glass. Mean. It's like... It's like obviously if you sit back and watch it, like you're not gonna be like 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 afraid of it or or, or like scared. But like if you put yourself in the perspective of being one of these people and you're trapped that's in terrifying. that fucking thing, yeah, that's fucking gross. And see like the guy that you were gonna like go on a date with, like there you see is. him melting, like fucking dead. Well, yeah. he's still kind of alive. His mouth that's is moving. What, that's what I mean. It's like you, you're kind of like in a stasis period of just pain. That's and what that is the phone booth eventually implodes with the blob overtaking her and it's so violent it like gets pushed in like crushed it's fucking crazy yeah yeah so meg and flag are gonna try to leave uh the freezer now and meg says that the front door is locked so they gotta go out the back 
And he's like, oh, no, like, I got a key. And he picks up a brick. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, when, when, when you're a guy like that, that is your key. So the reverend's walking down the street with his fucking bottle of booze. Nothing, and, wrong, nothing wrong with a brick key. Yeah, and he uh, he spots the blob going back into the sewer, and he, he drops his fucking wild turkey, right? Or his mm-hmm. J&B. <laughs> yeah. So he... Uh, he goes in and he investigates in the diner and he takes like a couple frozen pieces of the blob and puts it into a little glass jar. So Flag and Meg go to find the deputy over by the meteor crash site and they go into the woods to look for him. But uh, there's a funny line that Flag says also like, oh, I never thought I'd go out of my way to find a cop. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. So uh, they hear well, for a guy like that, you know. Yeah, well, he's a he's a real it's the last interaction he wants. He oh yeah, talk yeah, to no yeah. Well, he's gonna get sent to fucking. He's gonna go to the clink, man. He's about to be quarantined. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they hear this noise uh, coming in the coming in the woods, and they see this really bright fucking light. It looks like goddamn Close Encounters of the Third to- uh, Kind or ET. It's very it's very ET. That's what and I I got a lot of ET out of it. They start running, but it turns out to be a fucking helicopter. And uh, there's a whole bunch of government agents with guns and E.T. fucking bio suits. Mm-hmm. So they're led by this guy, fucking Dr. Meadows, and we get his introduction here. What is going on over there? That's the source of our worries. A troublesome souvenir from space. He's basically what? talking about what Meteor him and his people are doing. Don't get too close. Yeah, this guy's a real piece of shit. I don't understand. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> the dinosaurs ruled our planet. Non evasive bullshit answer. I like how they have the, uh, the effect on his voice. Overnight. Like an intercom. Mm-hmm. The evidence suggests that a meteor fell to Earth bearing an alien bacteria. Plague? Is that what this whole thing is about? Prevention. And you think this meteor brought some kind of a killer germ? It's something I've expected. And prepared for all my life. Ah. Okay, so so this has a few things to talk about. First of all, the dinosaurs weren't killed by the blast of the meteor. They were killed by a bacteria that was in the meteor. Right? Is that what he was just saying there? Well, I got out of it is that the, the dinosaurs were killed by the blob. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's what I got that, out of that. That, that, it, that, that fucking speech, that's what I got that out of it, that. Yeah, like it wasn't the meteor, like the impact and the explosion and the no, shockwave. It, it was the, the blob The blob that came out of it. Yeah, it was the blob. <laughs> and then uh, also he says he's been waiting for this. So this is some serious shit. They knew about this already. They magically appeared in the right spot, right? Yeah, well, I mean, not that spot, but he's been he's been waiting for the... He's been waiting for the sign. So next we get something that I absolutely fucking love, and it's a movie inside of a movie. The fucking Garden Tool Massacre. Yeah. And uh, This is a movie you'd own on VHS if it was a real movie. Oh, yeah, dude. The guy's wearing the fucking the cover of Friday 5, the <laughs> mask, or like the Act of Vengeance cover mask. Yeah, got like the kind of pseudo Lord Humongous mask. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. there's this is where we see Meg's uh, little brother and his friend in the theater and there's this guy behind them like narrating the movie and this is like when me and you watch the movie I have it here wait a minute hockey season ended months ago I love that (laughs) it's a great line you're gonna get the camp counselor with the head trimmer this is me and you 
Let's label that obnoxious. But I wouldn't do that in public, though. No, but the girl gets it's away. different. But the girl gets away. Watch. She's gonna run in the lodge and hide. But he's gonna get her anyway. So, uh, after we see this little interaction, uh, Meg's brother, or the friend, says something to the guy. And his friend's brother works at the movie theater. That's how they got in. And he comes over and he says, like, shut the fuck up. You're not even supposed to be here. Like, just fucking keep it, keep it down. So, um, we see in the... What do you think he's listening to on those headphones? South of Heaven. (laughs) Um... (laughs) True. So we see that it's hot as fuck in the projection booth, right? Uh, there's something clogging the, the vents. And the guy sees that the AC isn't working. The little, you know, piece of ribbon isn't blowing on his vent. Yeah, it means we got no ventilation. So, of course, he looks in to investigate. And he gets gotten off screen. So, um... I feel very cheated in this movie, but any off-screen kill. Yeah. Because I'd like to see well, it. Well, like, you know, it's expensive. I know. Right. So, another worker comes up because he called to say, like, oh, like, what's going on with the AC? Is it on? He's like, yeah, it's on full blast. So, this other guy comes up to see what's going on. And he sees the projectionist melting from the fucking ceiling. And this, and I guess the blob comes for him and his screams are covered by the movie audio. It's another, very, it's another disgusting visual in this movie. What the uh, the guy like melting on the fucking ceiling? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how, how can you say this? Like Friday Five had to be censored more than this. Yeah, like, this is fucking crazy. There's no way. So Meadows tells Flag and Meg that the town's under quarantine now, and they have to return back to the city. Yeah, how convenient. So uh, they get in this van only, after only they're pretty two, much only two assholes know what's going on and they're quarantined. Yep. Yeah, so that, uh, that works. Flag basically gives his opinion while picking the lock. Well, not really picking the lock. I think he has a ratchet in his pocket. It's still the ratchet, yeah. Yeah, and he's talking to Meg about what's what's going on. That's crazy. These people are here to help us. Come on, Meg. We don't even know who they are. NASA, CIA, the Royal Canadian Mounties. This is very reasonable. All I know is I saw a bunch of unmarked trucks. I think this whole thing stinks. He's right. Well, we can't just run out... Let's just think of it as looking out for our best interest, huh? Yeah, hey, uh, take I, it so I, I was waiting for him to say it. I was gonna say, I was waiting to say, take it easy. So that's where the paranoia helped them, though. So Flag uh, jumps out of the van. If he wasn't paranoid, he just would have went along for the ride. <laughs> but Meg stays behind, and this is very odd that you know they don't notice that one of the people are missing right like wouldn't they say oh we had two people when we left we only have one now well there's a lot lot going on they were you know this all like happening very fast so back in town they're rounding everybody up and they're kind of putting everybody by the uh what is that like the town hall right yeah the town hall so meg sees her parents and they ask like oh like where's your brother and she's like oh i don't know nobody knows where the kids are right and then they figure it out they're at the tool garden massacre movie so, back at the theater, we see the blob is now covering the whole, like, back yeah, of the theater. Shot. It's covering the projection booth, like that little hole. And uh, it grabs the shit-talking guy, sucks him up into the ceiling. But uh, this is an awesome shot here when the blob's in front of the light and, uh, like, everything is being strobed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, everybody's, That's the best visual of the blob in the movie. Yeah, everybody's running from this. And uh, Meg's trying to find her little brother, Kevin, in all this panic. 
So she finally finds Kevin and his friend and she grabs them and they run and uh, they make it outside, but they're chased by the blob for some reason. So it like knows her, I guess. What? Yeah. I, I don't understand that aspect of it. Why she chose her, but. But they end up getting cornered in this, uh, this alley. So they go into the sewer and the blob comes through like the little holes in the manhole cover down in with them. But uh, as they're trying to get down the ladder, Meg's hair is getting grabbed by the blob, and it's like burning chunks off. Yeah, it's off. just like fucking gross, too. It's like literally <laughs> like burning her scalp and taking her hair. She's screaming as she's going down. So uh, Flag manages to get back to his bike, and he also sees them picking up this meteor, and it has like a flag on it, right? Like a USA sticker mm-hmm, yeah. and everything. Uh-huh. So he sees that like it's it's not good. I guess all our exposition scene, too. <laughs> So um, the scientists talk about like what it is and and why it's there. It's this weapon. It's gonna we're gonna be ahead of the Russians for years now. And Meadows talks to one of the other scientists, and this scientist doesn't really agree with him. But Meadows shuts him the fuck up. This isn't one of your textbook exercises, Mister Jennings. It's like a Jurassic Park this moment. This is an experiment in biological warfare, or hadn't you noticed? That organism is potentially the greatest breakthrough in weapons research since man split the atom. What we do here will affect the balance of world power. Of course, their lives at stake, whole nations, in fact. And that's far more important than a handful of people in this small True. town. True. That's a Star Trek thing. And that is my cross to bear. My what, cross. what a super villain speech. <laughs> carry out your orders. Now do the shit I told you to do. Right. That's a super villain speech. That's his right cross there. to bear, man. <laughs> that's pretty that's actually like pretty over the top there yeah but if they necessarily can't control it how do they consider it the greatest weapon if you can't control it well they know how to control it they gotta freeze it that's true yeah but uh... so uh, the scientists basically say they know the blob is in the sewer and they gotta trap it down there but they ask like what about the civilians and Meadows says they're expendable very 80s government right fuck the people Oh, it's very, like I said, the, you, you can cite three movies right off the back that came out re- next to each other, really. The, the Aliens, Return of the Living Dead, and this. Yeah. Where it's just really the government is, is looking lying to, to you. Or the lying to you, and they're basically. They live. They, they, yeah, they too also. They're lying to you. And, and in two examples of those movies, they'll look at two. They'll even eviscerate a whole community in a town <laughs> just to cover up their bullshit. So, Flag's caught by one of the government agents, and. He punches this guy and he gets on his bike and of course he runs and of course it leads him to the bridge that he almost broke his neck on before. But this time, Mike, he makes the jump, escaping the government soldiers and a helicopter. There was a fucking helicopter chasing him. Why'd that stop? I had I had hearts on fire in my head when he made the jump oh, finally. It's yeah. on fire. It was, a, it was a great moment for him. <laughs> he overcame. He slayed that dragon. <laughs> so the really government's good. looking at the sewer schematic now, trying to figure out how we're going to trap it. And they figure out, like, there's a couple, um, like, uh, valves that they can close to get it in, like, a certain sector. But, you know, when the fuck does that ever work? So Megan the Kids are trying to find their way to uh, way out of the sewer now. And they find the exit, but they're attacked by the blob. Uh, well, they find an exit, at least. Um, they're trying to climb up the ladder, but Eddie, Kevin's friend, is grabbed. 
And they fucking show the blob kill a kid. In yeah, this. what a kill. See, that's why I'm, the blob's even got more balls than Jason. The kid looks like the guy from RoboCop, melting. It, it, it's very much Brutal. Simil- similar to that. And also, I, I got the vibe before the, the sewer shit, and especially the sewer shit in the water. Uh-huh. It was kind of like that the scene in Aliens when it's chasing the blonde girl. Newt's her name, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Newt's yeah. being chased in the water. Kind of got that the vibe. The little girl? Off it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the blob's now fucking gigantic, and it's going to grab Meg. But a team of scientists shoot at it. And this is, uh, I think this is one of the Bill Mosley scientists, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was Scientist 2 or Soldier 2. And this causes the blob to divert its attention to them. But Meg tells her brother, like, get up. I, he climbs through a storm drain, right? Is that <laughs> what that was? And, uh, and run and drain. get help. So... She starts climbing. Uh, no, she actually drops down now and starts running right to like this other storm drain. And she starts climbing up the drain and flag appears and he grabs her and helps her up. And somehow his bike is in the sewer. Yeah. How did his bike end up there? Did you notice? I didn't notice. I I, I just figured he, you know. Yeah. Well, he rides his he, bike up the wall. It, so it's down there. Up the wall like he's in the X Games to escape <laughs> playing. uh Beach beach roller hockey on ESPN too. Well, he's still well, he's still on a high from jumping the bridge. Yeah, so now he's evil can evil. So he yeah, he rides yeah. the bike up the wall, and uh, he they are able to escape the sewer here. That's a good question. How the fuck did he get the bike in the? No, sewer? I don't know. That doesn't matter. So he ends up crashing the bike because they're not actually leaving the sewer, which is like what? <laughs> Here's where I dispute it though, or I have a yeah, it is a dispute. Or, or it's a disagreement. Um, if if these asshole government people knew that all you gotta do to freeze the thing, why is it? Why are they shooting it with freezing guns just to quarantine it for parts? Because this sections? isn't this isn't the Godzilla movies where he's starting the fucking his radioactivity is hitting critical mass and he's overheating, so they gotta <laughs> shoot him with the freeze rays well, so he doesn't explode. I, 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 would, I would just think. That and if he oh, wait, if he if he melted down, he would burn through the earth. He would be that hot. <laughs> You're well, missing a lot of good movies, well, man. Well, well, thanks for the the Godzilla fucking baptism there. I, I know like, everything. I didn't. I didn't. That I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that I didn't know. So uh, they encounter a soldier down there, and he's fucking hysterical. So they run to this ladder to climb up, and when they look up, they see Meadows, and they see other soldiers, and he tells the guys. Close the cover. A bullshit move. Yeah, and they're going to block it with the truck like in Chud. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it appears that they're trapped, but Flag manages to take the conveniently placed uh, rocket launcher and shoot it up at the manhole. Very 80s action movie. He just, they just happen exploding to have a, the manhole, exploding the, the truck on top of it. They just happen to have a fucking lo- rocket launcher. But, Is, this, but this, that con- the concussion from that explosion would fucking kill you if you were under that. Not even that, but it's just back to my point. Like this, this dude's got a rocket launcher. If you shot that into the fucking blob, it's just gonna make the thing grow more. So, yeah. like, why don't these guys have proper? They don't know anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. So yeah, when they reach the top, they have guns drawn on them, and Flag grabs a gun of his own, and they have a, a Mexican standoff here, right? With like the deputy, the government guys, and Flag, and Meadows wants Flag shot. But uh, Flag basically tells everybody what's up, and he tries to appeal to the deputies. Uh, I don't know. Imagine the balls of this character that's calling for this guy to be shot. Yeah, well, he's like flat out calling like to shoot this guy. Well, he's trying to scare everybody. I have it right here. 
contagious. Fear mongering. Yeah. Government. Uh-huh. It's great things have changed in like 30 years. Listen it's to same me, shit. Briggs. Think for it's a worse. minute. Briggs is the deputy. You suppose an army of guys in plastic suits show up every time a meteor falls? Shoot him. That's a direct order. How do you think they got here so quick? How did they even know what to come? Shoot, Bennett, shoot! Damn. I'll tell you how. That meteor is man-made. It's some kind of a germ warfare test they fucked up. Don't try it! So the blob sends a tentacle out from the yeah, sewer <laughs> and drags Meadows down, but he's holding on to his gun, and the gun is kind of laid across the top of the sewer cap, and it fucking... You start seeing the blob in the suit with him, and it snaps the gun in half and violently pulls him down. Oh, good. Fuck that guy. That was fucking wild, dude. That... That is some kill in a movie. I said every kill in this movie, it's like it's like which one do you really pick is the best? It's ultra violent this movie, seriously. No, no, it, it you you can argue it's the most violent of that ever a decade. Oh, for sure. So the military attempts not, to not blow it up. Not touched at all, not edited at all. <laughs> not touched. So the military attempts to blow it up with like a giant C4 uh um what the hell would that be? Like a bomb. I don't know. A they bomb. Just got, yeah, just a giant bomb. They throw into the uh, sewer and it goes off. They think that uh, it's dead. They go to look into the sewer and all of a sudden the ground starts shaking like an earthquake. And we get this giant like tentacle burst out of the fucking street now. It's gigantic. And uh, everybody runs, and the reverend is basically having a re uh, a religious experience here. He's saying it's the end of days, right? His his heel turn is coming. So the soldier's shooting it with a flamethrower, and the blob sends a little tentacle to clog the gas line. And, Smart. Yep, and the guy explodes, which also burns the reverend. So Flag manages to put him out with a conveniently placed fire extinguisher. And uh, he also sprays the blob, and I guess this is where they remember that it's afraid of cold. It seems like they forgot the whole movie. But well, uh, no, they forgot. But yeah, this is uh, maybe the friendly reminder. They're like, "Oh, we got to wrap it up." <laughs> That's amazing about all this too. What? That if even if you made, went to make this movie today, uh huh. Well, this shit is—it's amazing how great it looks, and it's all practical effects. It, well, dude, this thing—it's all so, miniatures, practical effects, it's fucking sick, dude. Um, like matte paintings, all yeah, shit like that. Like you would never like if you did it today. Be some CGI fucking it looking looks bullshit stupid that would be rated PG thirteen. That yeah, that you'd absolutely fucking hate. Ain't gonna be no the raft well, from well, Creep Show too. Well, that's a that's another disgusting fucking blobbish thing. So the town barricades themselves in the town hall. Well, the blob covers it like in Ghostbusters two. That's what that kind of reminded me of that it had a similar look, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. You're so right. Flag gets the snowmaker that they showed before in the auto shop, and he's gonna use it as a weapon against the blob. Try to freeze it like a mess. Fuck it, this is your your freezing cannon, dude. <laughs> Again, very smart. So the deputy gets broken in half here, and he gets pulled through the bookcase. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. That's a that's like a, a sheriff part six kill getting bent backwards but this one's just far more violent like the way that they just have it I think this one is worse this one is worse oh hell yeah dude so um flag shooting it with the uh the snow and it's not really doing anything but he tries to kind of ram the truck into it and it just casually like bats the truck away and it separates these uh the giant snow making tanks that have giant canisters of liquid nitrogen on it away from the cab 
So flags in the cab and um, sorry, my computer just went to sleep for a second, but thank God it's still recording. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'd say too. So um, it, it flips the truck and it's covering the uh, the cab where flag is. I don't know how many times I just fucking said that, but it's late. Money in the bank fucking melted my brain. Yeah, this th- th- that shit is like the blob. That's yeah, the, that's like the blob to your senses. <laughs> but uh, psychic vampires, WWE. But uh, endurance challenge. Watching that shit. Meg grabs a bomb from the melting soldier that says, "Help me!" And this is the triple amputee guy. I think they were talking about. Yeah, this is him. So Meg starts shooting at the blob, so it comes to her. So Flag has a chance to get out, and she sets up the bomb over by the tank of liquid nitrogen like the uh, snow making truck and of course as she's trying to get out of the way she gets stuck and of course flag escapes just in time to save her mm-hmm. very very 80s here <laughs> it's very just oh, it's very 80s it's, it's t- typical of, the, of a hero yeah I, i'd say so the bomb explodes releasing the liquid nitrogen and this basically freezes the blob and makes it explode at the same time, killing it effectively. There's a cool scene too. And uh, it basically starts snowing. It like jump starts the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, global warming. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the mechanic from before says, the, uh, says the flag told you we're get, uh, we're going to get snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> now this, now if you think about it from a storyline perspective in this movie, obviously the cold kills the blobs. So yeah. Well, they so, say they have to put it back on ice too. They're like, let's get this to the ice house before dawn. Yeah. Well, well, say say this shit, say this outbreak having to take place in like Arizona. You're fucked. It, yeah. Take over the whole state. Yep. That's it. Nothing you can do. That's all. That's all. You, all you can do is just accept your fate in a terrible world. Oh, that's fucked up. So uh, right. everybody embraces. Everything is good. The town is saved. But we get a, I guess, a flash forward, and it's summertime somewhere. Like looks like the Midwest, right? Yeah, he'll turn. And we see a tent with a fucked up looking reverend, and he's giving this end of days sermon. Wormwood falls from heaven, consuming sinner and saint alike. Who shall be lifted up to rapture? Oh fuck! When the judgment trump blows. The trump. Fuck. None. But the faithful, brothers and sisters, none but the faithful. Oh, shit. So now we get the stinger at the end of the uh, at the end of the movie. Uh, One of the women from the service come back, uh, comes to the back and asks the reverend, when's the day of judgment? Like, is it soon? And he says, yes, uh, as soon as, what's he say? Soon the Lord will give me a sign. And he holds up the jar with a little piece of the blob in it. And it's now thawed and moving. Mm-hmm. The end. It's a great ending. Dude, that's a great ending to this movie. Yeah. That's a great, like, stinger ending. What a, like a, what a bullshit way for some fanatic, like, religious idiot to to spark the end of the world just to justify his right when it's all bullshit anyway. See, now here's the thing. Did they have this in, like, a sweltering hot place like that so you could see there's no 
way to stop the blob at that point if he lets it go there. Maybe no way to stop it, but I think that that would be a good starting point for it to fall out. That's probably why they were in a hot environment, so it would, so it would be unfrozen. Well, well, yeah, well, he had to be unfrozen, but I'm saying, like, if it was let loose, like you said, in, like, Arizona, everybody would be fucked. Yeah, but it's, it's, I think it would probably, based on how they portray it, it would spread too much to it would defeat it. Oh, uh, yeah, like there's no way of getting out. You couldn't contain it. All right, so, Mike, I believe it's time to do the back of the box. Or do you want to rate it first? What do you give this out of five? I think it's, I thought it was awesome. I think, I think the story was cool. Like, yeah, it could be a little. I say five out of five. This is awesome. Be a little cheesy with the, like, not a little cheesy, but like, you know, the the shit with flag and, you know, like the typical hero stuff. But I give it a four and a half. All right. I recommend this. I say five out of five. (laughs) Great, great remake. Yeah. Five out of five for a remake. How about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy. All right. So let's read the back of the box. This has uh, the cover is uh, Paul getting sucked into the blob melting <laughs> all right and i got a i got the song for you mike from the end credits i got the song from what was the name of the band again alien alien <laughs> what was the name of the song though something heaven i don't know more graphically realistic than ever the blob has returned in this horrific tale about a vile, malignant life form that crashes to Earth in a cozy, rural American town called Arborville. Untroubled by conscience or intellect, the blob does only one thing and does it well. It eats anything and everything that moves, men, women, or children. And tonight, it wants to swallow Arbor, uh, Arborville whole. It's always a tongue twister at this point. Yeah, always. The original version of the blob thrilled and terrified audiences back in the 50s. Now the oozing, gooey killer is back with a whole new high-tech 80s look. What was once only suggested now comes to life in this visually gut-wrenching thriller in the tradition of such classic remakes as The Thing and The Fly. See, so they even mention those two movies in the box. It's a good pack of the box. A little long-winded. Yeah. It's good, though. Well, it tells you basically no, it tells what you, you need to know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little long. A little long. Well, you know, what, what can you do? You know, sometimes... Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, this was this something you ever, like... Um, did you ever rent this as a kid, or did you only see this on TV? I so forgot what t- you said. I saw it on TV. Which, what channel did you see channel this Channel 9. On? Oh, man. And then I saw it again later on Monsters, excuse me, Monsters HD. And is that when you realized that it was fucking awesome? That's when I got more into it. I, was, I realized, like, this was a really cool movie. But after just watching it today, yeah, I really liked it a lot. Like, it's really, Would you watch this again? You think you'll yeah. buy this? Yeah, I would on this. You th- you're going to buy this on Blu-ray, you think? I would like to, because I feel it's, it really, it's like... To me, it's got to be like top five remakes. It has to be up there. All right. I don't even know what my top three are, but it, it's it, it's someplace up there. It, this is a great remake. This is a great '80s like action horror film. It just gets you, little... could, you could watch this with like I wouldn't say like a young kid, but like I think an eight year old would get it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm be showing an eight year old all that crazy effects shit. I saw that's but... at that age. Look at well, me. I turned out fine. Yeah, you know. I... It's different for everybody. So, Mike, uh, we're up to the point now where we're going to spin the wheel, right? 
spin the wheel, make the deal. Well, before we can do that, we um, really got to we got to get the sound clip of it. See, the deal is, oh, man. This, yeah, we do have it. Look at that. Yeah, that wheel. That's, that's perfect. Where it stops, that's what you and I are gonna do. The voodoo drumming in the back. We both go in the ring. One man comes out. The other? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's, on my, it's like you read my mind. I knew you would want that, man. Well, I put. Perfect, I keep putting it in. I just. That's uh, a perfect you know. thing for that. Yeah. So, Mike, we're gonna spin the wheel and make the deal, right? Are you excited about this? Yeah. <laughs> are you I, we- are you weary of the wheel at this point? No, no I'm not weary of it. I, I heard the um, I heard the, the topics earlier, so it's you know. Well, let's see what it is. Be fun. Well, once we uh, once we announce the movie, we'll uh, we'll pretty much give you the topic that was <laughs> that we used to pick this. All right, so Mike, let's spin the wheel. We got. The New York Ripper. What do you want? To dedicate a murder to you. Somebody called for you. Yeah, who? The guy with a strange voice. Said he'd call you back. He sounded just like a duck. Just like a duck? If the guy who attacked you is our friend who calls and talks like a duck, well... He's made his first big mistake. Yeah. Anyway, we've got all five boroughs alerted. We'll also inform all the radio stations. Shouldn't be too hard to find a guy missing two fingers in his right hand. Poor dumb cop. <laughs> you don't think I'm making up my hours to let you pinpoint me with your stupid crazy machines, do you? the data and we'll wait till the next victim. So you think you'll do it again? Oh, yes. My second choice of that list. I'm happy with it. <laughs> so this is a Lucio Fulci classic, um, a real grimy New York City movie, in the same vein as Maniac. Would you say, right? 
Yeah, this is a, this is a real. <laughs> yeah, this is a real. It's a real early '80s NYC. I'm gonna kill. Type shit. What's he saying? I'm gonna kill one in honor of you, Mayor. Uh, yeah. Not Mayor, uh, Captain or whatever. This fuck his name was Captain something. Dude, that that scene on the ferry, in the car. <laughs> Holy. Oh uh, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's a real. This whole movie's fucked up. When he like fucking kills the woman, uh, the guy's wife. He's like, oh, she records, right? It's a fucked up. She thing. records them having sex so the husband can listen to it later on. Uh, it's a mean-spirited serial killer movie that, if you really, <laughs> if you really think about it a little bit, you don't even borrow from that. And then later on installments, the what? Saw movies. You think so? Look, some of the stupid manipulation, like the taping the husband and all this stupid shit, that's like saw tactics. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm honestly, it was a main influence, but I, I could see it. Like, <laughs> I see it. Uh, this is, I do like this movie. You like this one, right? The New York Ripper? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool slasher. So, so we basically thought we would take a trip to Italy next week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to break, break out In the- In New York. Uh, yeah, we're going to break out the mozzarella. We're going to have mozzarella. the cheese- the pepperoni. Yeah. The sausage. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh. Well. Hey, you think I'm rich? Well, the, 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 we'll start with the cheese. I'm going to get the oranges. I'm going <laughs> to cover it all in olive oil and pepper. <laughs> you, if you know about that, let yeah, me know. Regular taste of Italy. Take here. it as. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe some 80s freestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> really Play some Diamond it. Girl in the background the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you really do it. So, Mike, is there anything else that you would like? I just clap my hands. Fuck. Uh, is there anything else that you would uh, like to plug, like to say, like to announce? No, I mean, I just feel that the movie, as um, even as remakes go, whatever, it is underrated. And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely see it. It's really fucking good. This is highly recommended. Yeah. Highly, you, highly recommended. Just, just for even if you're not into the story as much, the, the effects alone are fucking sick. It's like cheesy in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. And so many cameos of people that you would recognize. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. Yeah. So fun, fun watch. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Bad Taste Video. Uh, rate us five stars on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to us. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a, a review. Tell us what you think. If you got any comments, questions, concerns, movies you want us to do, as long as they were released in Italy before anything else. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let us know what you thought about uh, any wrestling pay-per-views. Let us know what you think about the Ultimate Warrior versus the Macho Man Randy Savage on August 4th, 1980. Was it? Nine? 89. Yeah. <laughs> Unreleased match. Yeah. So I think that's it. Mike, you got anything? Um, I would just like to close with that Brock Lesnar is the smartest man in pro wrestling history. You had to go there? I had to. Cause it's, you had to go there? Because it's amazing. Well, you know what, Mike? It's amazing to be him. If I had a, if I had to close with one thing, it would be... Fuck the bears. True.